You just made the list. The list brought to you by Matt Mertz Plumbing. Count on a name you can trust. Dial 412-367-0815 for all your plumbing, heating, and cooling needs. It's always fun to win, but it's especially great to beat a bunch of asshats like the Bengals. And uh, it's great to win at Cincinnati after what happened to Shazier there last year. So what a comeback by the Steelers. Not really a comeback. They came back from one point time late with that uh, 68-second drill that Ben ran. But, uh, you know, even when the Bengals scored late, and that's the one bad thing about the defense, they got schooled on two two-minute drills, one at the end of each half, Yesterday, if the Bengals made a mistake late in the game, it was probably scoring too quick. And that's a cliched thing and a popular thing to say that you should score later. But, you know, I don't know if the Bengals are good enough. I don't know if many teams are good enough to make that determination. But, boy, they did give Roethlisberger a little too much time on the clock. And he was just brilliant. Absolutely brilliant in that 68-second drill. 412-333-9939. I want to get back to the Justin Hunter pick on the game-winning touchdown. Uh, McCauley, the ref on TV, said it was interference. Uh, Rivera, on the other ref on TV, said it wasn't interference. It was borderline. It was legal because the Bengals DB initiated contact and because it was close to the line of scrimmage. But it was borderline. Also borderline, the holding call on Kirkpatrick. If those calls would have gone against the Steelers, and they could have, you know, then we're all crying like crazy today. But they didn't, and close games turn on Luck and referee interpretations and which way close calls go. So the Bengals do have do have a complaint, but uh, maybe not too big a complaint. That's just the way that one went. But I don't blame the Bengals for bitching about what happened in those instances. Like Drake Kirkpatrick said that the Bengals are the better team. He was dumb to say that. He also said that holding call on him on the Steelers' game-winning possession was Chintzy, and I don't blame him at all for saying that because it was Chintzy. Doesn't mean it wasn't the right call, but it was, again, the word I keep coming back to is borderline. If you were a, a Bengal fan, you'd be mad. If those calls had gone against the Steelers, you would be mad. Let's go to Mike on Route 28. Mike, you're almost a super genius. Yeah, Mark. I uh, was just seeing if you would compare Perfect with Tom Wilson, basically Perfect to Wilson of the NFL. Uh, I think Perfect's dirtier. I think he's even more of a sociopath. I think if Perfect could, he would do stuff like that on every single play. Tom Wilson, yeah, maybe not, maybe not quite that often, but uh, I think the two are very comparable from this standpoint. 
uh, Mike. Right. I don't think right. either right. cares. I don't think either one cares about punishment, about fines, about suspension. I don't even think either one cares that much about winning games. As perfect display with that idiotic penalty in the playoff game against the Steelers in January of 2016. I think they both, and especially Burfecht, put hurting people above anything and everything else. Let's go to Woodsy and Sarver. Woodsy, you're on with Double M. Yeah, I just wanted you to elaborate a little bit on uh, Tomlin's uh, horrible time management, clock management, uh, not challenging uh, what was a touchdown with Connor. Well, now, do you feel that was a touchdown? Oh, yeah, for sure. Do you feel it was obvious enough to get overturned? More obvious than the challenge he had earlier in the game. Oh, no question. Uh, That would have been a better challenge than the challenge on the spot of the ball on the Switzer catch. And while I would have challenged that touchdown call, the Connor call, I would not have been surprised if it didn't get overturned because it was very, very close, and usually very close, extremely close, that close, usually it does not get overturned. When's enough going to be enough is all with Tomlin? Yes. They're just never going to fire him. And, I mean, haven't? why can't you accept that? Why can't so many people out there, why do you just refuse to accept that? They're just not going to fire him. And he suffered in silence. Let's go to uh, Rick in Dormont. Rick, you're on with Double M. Hey, Mark. I just want to comment on the officiating at the end of the game. Um, in relation to the other Steelers games this year, it was by far the least penalized, um, and especially for playing the Bengals. Well, yeah, that, uh, ref- that referee, uh, who was also a personal injury attorney, which was ironic, but his crew has called the fourth fewest penalties in the league this year. I did not know that when I was watching the game. But I feel like if you're going to let that OPI go, you kind of got to let that defensive holding go because they were letting them play all day. So I feel like the Steelers really kind of lucked out on the no call there because oh this, the no where the Steelers the really lucked out was the Drake Kirkpatrick hold uh, that 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 OPI on on uh, Justin Hunter I think that doesn't get called more often than not. Well, I think but the, but the Drake Kirkpatrick that. defensive holding I also think in that situation it doesn't get called more often than not. I agree. I think the speed that Ben got the ball out might might have muddled things for the referees there. Pretty tough call to make when the ball comes out that fast. Oh, on the OPI, you're absolutely right about that. And again, that would have been a real borderline call, too. Uh, The Bengals didn't get screwed, per se, but the Steelers had two borderline calls go their way in very close proximity, and it decided the game. Thank you for the call. Let's go to... uh, William in the car. William, you're on with Double M. How you doing? Hey, What's Mark. up? Hey, I just had uh, want to play the what-if game with you. Let's say the Steelers score that touchdown to win the game. Let's say he's going down with a minute left. Do you think A.B. takes a knee so we can kick a field goal and win instead of giving the ball back to Cincinnati? What the hell are you talking about? Well, he scored. Let's say Cincinnati scored with a minute 18 left, which is obviously So you're thinking A.B. should have just taken a knee at the one instead of going into the end zone? If there were more time, if there, if there was a minute. No, I left. think that qualifies as one of the stupidest ideas I've ever heard in my life. Anything else? No? Okay, thank you for the call. You want him to stop at the one and go down and bring out your kicker who's missed extra points. 
You really want to do that? I mean, don't get me wrong. In theory, there's some logic to it. But I'm not trading seven points, or in this case, eight points for three, when the three is not an absolutely sure thing. In fact, I wouldn't do that anyway. I just wouldn't do that anyway. The touchdown means they have to score a touchdown to beat you. A field goal means they get a field goal. and they No, that was a dumb idea from the get-go. And as I talk it out, it becomes dumber by the second. Might I add, sometimes I can't see the dumbness in dumb because it's so dumb that I never imagined somebody would call up and suggest it. That was one of those moments. Let's go to uh, Joe in the car. Joe, you're on with Double M. Hey, Mark, how's it going? Good. Hey, you was talking about are the Steelers back now and they're playing better. My, uh, the way I think is, it's happened to the Steelers the last couple of years, They none of these guys are big guys playing the exhibition games in the preseason because they're getting older, but they don't get their timing shorter like the fifth or sixth, seventh game of the year. How come, how come a lot of other teams seem to get their timing quicker? I don't know, but it just seems when they, they you, your penalties and all that's all this comes from not having your same guys, your main guys in, and I think once they get their timing, they can beat anybody. Yeah, we'll see about that. But I, I think that to say that they should get a free pass for their lack of timing when other teams got to their game just fine early in the season, I think that's desperate to make an excuse. Here's something I, I, I don't get. Uh, North Allegheny and West Allegheny are two real good football teams. North Allegheny in 6A, West Allegheny in 5A. And they're playing an exhibition game this Friday. And they both already qualify for their playoffs. Well, the entire game, both coaches have decided to play the game with a running clock. In other words, it's going to be more like a controlled scrimmage than an actual game. First off, why do they get to decide whether it's a running clock? I mean, it's their game, it's an exhibition, but I don't I don't get it. I mean, to me, that's making a mockery out of a game. If you want to do that, just don't play the effing game. You know, I respect both coaches, Art Walker Jr. at N.A. and Bob Palco at West Allegheny. But this is just a stupid idea. And uh, I don't like it. I do not like it. I mean, my God. High school games are only 12-minute quarters. That game could take like an hour and 15 minutes to play total. And uh, Palco said both teams aren't going to use their starters in the second half. What he and... Walker agreed to that, too? I mean, seriously, if you're going to play so many restrictions on this game, just don't play it. The best idea would be to just not play it. 412-333-9939. We got Mark, Dave, and Kager on hold. We'll get to them in a moment here on 105.9 X. Ton of calls. 412-333-9939. Let's go to Dave in the car. Dave, you're on the Mark Madden Show. Hi, Mark. Um, hey, uh, I love your show. Um, one of the things that uh, 
Well, a couple of things I want to bring up. One, I think Drake Patrick is a freaking clown. Uh, not only, you know, he shouldn't be making silly remarks about how Bengals are better, but he can't, he can't stay with Antonio Brown. So uh, he was holding him. And, uh, and during the whole, you know, during the game, you know, I think the refs just said, okay, finally enough is enough. We're going to throw a flag on this guy. And then, uh, and then, then he got Big Ben. There's no way in the world you can give him a, a minute 18 for him to go 40 yards to kick a field goal. So I think that the Bengals and their clock management was actually. Well, actually, the, they uh, gave him they gave him a minute 28, I think, or was it a minute 18? How much time was left when uh, Mixon scored? I believe it was a minute 18. It was a minute 18, and 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 the Steelers scored with 10 seconds left, 68 second drill. That's right. Yeah, there's no way in the world you can give Ben that much time. I mean, and, and especially with if you look at the history of the Bengals, I mean, it, it almost seems like the, the Steelers let the Bengals score so that they can get the ball back. The Steelers didn't yeah, let but, the Bengals score, uh, but uh, but uh, Ben got more time than the Bengals could afford to give him. I'm not saying the Bengals should have delayed the score or the Steelers should have let the Bengals score, that they did let the Bengals score. And I hate stuff like that anyway. I know sometimes gamesmanship like that is necessary, but I still absolutely hate it. Thank you for the call. Let's go to uh, Chuck and South Fayette. Chuck, you're on the Mark Madden Show. Chuck, you there? Yeah, I'm here. How you doing, Double M? Good. What's up? Hey, I was just curious and thinking what you get your opinion on this. So Le'Veon Bell was going to get $14 million to come in in the beginning of the year. $14.5 million, correct. And he uh, he says he, did, he wants to save his body for free agency. So why does everybody think that he's going to come in for $7 million or $8 million in the middle of the year when as soon as he steps in the, back to the Steelers, he's putting himself at risk? Well, you think he'll fake an injury? He'll play scared? I mean, what are you implying? No, I'm just saying, why would he take half the money for this year and put himself at risk. Half the money is still a lot of money, and it's a lot less risk, but I see your point. Uh, I just, I, if it, I was him, there's no way in the world I'd play this year. So you don't think he's showing up at all? No, absolutely not. I then mean, why do he tell ESPN he's showing up? I, I can't answer that. I, who knows what he's thinking, but... Well, I, like, I mean, again, you know, if, if I'm the Steelers, I don't want him back now, especially after not showing up today. He said he'd be here for the bye week. This is the bye week, and he's not here. He has lied so many times, misled, if you prefer a, a softer word instead of lie, but I just don't want him. I don't think the Steelers should want him. I think Connors played well enough where they should feel that he can be a number one running back, and if he's not, shame on him, shame on them, shame on me, because I didn't think he could be, but now he is making inroads in that regard. Plus, I think he's easier to block for. I think he's more of a Steeler-type runner. Not that that makes him better than Bell, because it certainly does not. But my big thing is, and always has been, I don't trust Bell to show up invested in the season or in the Steelers. I think he's just getting this chapter of his football career over, and he'll restart it in earnest wherever he winds up next year. Uh, actually, him not showing up at all would be the easiest thing for everyone concerned because it would make the decision for the Steelers but as good as Le'Veon Bell is, I don't trust him. And I don't want guys on my team I can't trust to give max effort, to play hurt if it's required and possible. I just don't trust Lev Bell on so 
many levels. Let's go to Mark on the turnpike. Mark, you're on with Double M. Good afternoon, Mr. Madden. How you doing? I'm doing great. Hey, thanks again for the hockey puck to my daughter on Thursday. Uh, she loves it. But oh, that was I, at, uh, at uh, Buford's, correct? That is correct. That well, was, I, it was me, my wife, and my daughter. Well, I'm glad she liked it. That's good. Uh, two hockey questions for you. Is Casey DeSmith's glove larger than Matt Murray's? Because unless my eyes are to see me, it looks bigger on television and in person. I, I don't know. What are you suggesting? Well, I'm not suggesting anything, but I just noticed he's extremely strong with his eye glove. I'm not trying to start any debate or anything like that, though, as far as Matt Murray's glove side. I don't know that the Smith is extremely strong with his glove. Uh, he made a couple good glove saves uh, at Montreal. I think what, what happens more often is a, a goalie will have one bad game with his glove or one good game with his glove, and then we talk about it moving forward far too much. I don't think Matt Murray has a weak glove. I just think shooters in this league often shoot for the glove, and when he gets beat, people just tend to notice. There was a time in that San Jose final. Remember that? Uh, yeah. He let up a bad goal to that Donskoy, I think it was, over his glove. But, you know, every goal he lets in a bad goal in every hole, five-hole, glove hand, six-hole, whenever. So I've never been panicky about Murray's glove, nor have I felt it's anything to really, what's the word I'm looking for, anything to, like, be concerned about? Uh, no concerns, but but to, to make a, to make an issue of with him in terms of coaching or in terms of equipment. All right. Also, uh, have we heard anything on the Tom Wilson uh, rebuttal as far as his suspension goes? What do you mean his appeal? You mean? Yeah, his appeal. No, I have not. But he's not going to win his friggin' appeal. I figured that much. I was just curious. Thanks Thank a you lot. for the call. Let's go to Kager and Shaler. Kager, is this the same Kager that called a few weeks ago? No. Yeah, it is, so I'm going to hang up on you. Thanks for holding for 20 minutes just for me to get rid of you. 412-333-9939 is the number to call. You know, I've asked this question all day, and I've had one response to it. I've had a lot of calls and a lot of tweets, but one response. That is, have the Steelers turned it around? Which means you're somewhat afraid to answer that question. 10590X. Well, you knew this was inevitable. Khabib beat Conor McGregor. Now he's challenged Floyd Mayweather. And Floyd Mayweather said to the usual parties, whether it's HBO, the networks, whoever would want to latch onto that, Floyd Mayweather said, get out the checkbook. I got to tell you, mixed martial arts is a business where People fall upward. John Bones Jones has sat out how often due to PED violations. It's only made him more in demand. He missed some paydays, but he's going to get bigger paydays. Same thing with Brock Lesnar. He goes back to fake fighting with WWE. They want him all the more in real fighting. And now Khabib causes just a horribly unpleasant incident uh, after having beaten Conor McGregor in their fight, he's going to get suspended. Not sure how long yet, but uh, he might get to fight Floyd Mayweather for tens of millions, maybe more than that. Again, failing upward. It just keeps happening again and again in mixed martial arts. And UFC, Dana White, better be careful with that, or that will eventually cause a bit of a dip in popularity. We're talking about the Steelers. That win 
it's so laughable that Drake Kirkpatrick and Tyler Boyd said afterward that the Bengals are the better team. That after absorbing their seventh straight loss against Pittsburgh. How could you claim to be the better team after that? We're talking about some intricacies of that game, like the tight end is now apparently Ben's favorite target. The tight ends had more catches than the wide receivers. Albeit by a small margin, 14 to 13. And yesterday, Ben's quarterback rating when targeting A.B. was perfect, so the Wi-Fi was working even if Ben didn't look to A.B. a ton, and A.B. didn't contribute much until he contributed everything on that last play to win the game. Uh, Overall, a real good game by the Steelers, a real physical triumph for the Steelers. The defense doesn't stink as bad as it used to. The offensive line was brilliant. Vance McDonald ran over perfect. James Conner ran over perfect. Just a good day, a good win for the Steelers and for Steeler fans. Now, today, Lev Bell didn't show up. He said he was going to be there for the bye week. Well, this is the bye week, and Lev Bell still isn't there. If I were the Steelers, I would give Lev Bell a deadline, say, be here by such and such a day, or, well, you know what, just saying that out loud, I don't know what they do. If they cut him, he probably goes to New England. Can't trade him. I don't know what they should do. I I just know that dropping him in the middle of a rallying team with all this toxicity might not work out well. In fact, I would predict it would end bad. Maybe the Steelers do have a trade pending, and that's why he wasn't there today. That's an awful big assumption. I'd prefer to think that uh, it would be more accurate to think, rather, that he lied and misled the Steelers about when he was going to show up yet again. Let's go to Mickey in Cookstown. Mickey, you're on the Mark Madden Show. Hey, Mark. Thanks for the call. What up? So, uh, so the reason I don't think the Steelers have turned the corner yet, a few things. Uh, first and goal early in the game, even as good as the offensive line played, we couldn't get any in done. Uh, and then I, I think an A.B. that's really back. and really Oh, not only that, how about when James Conner got to the, the half-yard line and they had three cracks and couldn't get it in? You're right. They left a lot of points on the field. That's, that's well said. And I think the next to last drive, when A.B. gets knocked out at the seven-yard line, if he's dedicated to the team, he finds a way to get in the end zone. The guy oh, no, that, that goodbye. You're way out of line there. Uh, A.B. gives a million percent every time he's on the field. No question. He's selfish, but, but he doesn't tank. He doesn't jake. He doesn't run out of bounds like Lev Bell does all the time. Let's go to Haas and Shaler Haas. You're on with Double M. Joe, what's up, Double M? What up, man? Not much. What's your whole deal with Kager? Well, he's from Shaler. I don't like him, so I don't like you. Goodbye. I'll make a deal. Whenever Shaler's football team wins another game, I'll let callers from Shaler on the show. So we'll see you. Well, after these kids are done, certainly. Let's go to Frank in Bethel Park. Frank, you're on with Double M. Hey, what's up, Mark? What up, man? Just curious, um, like I said, with Steelers turning the corner, I again, like I said, scoring in a red zone has been an issue for them. I, I hope it stops, but I'm more concerned about the last five games of the season. You know, they have some tough games the last five games. You're looking at uh, what the Chargers, they should, a tough game, they should beat the Raiders, the Patriots, the Saints, and then the Bengals. So what's your, what's your prediction, or what do you think? Well, I think you're right on the money to, to be fearful. 
I mean, their last three games even, they play Cincinnati at Pittsburgh, which will be tough. They play at New Orleans, which will be tough. They host New England, that'll be tough. Uh, They're at Oakland. Oakland stinks, but it's at Oakland. They host the L.A. Chargers. They're at Denver. They're at Jacksonville. Yeah, I, I still maintain that the games they lost that they should have won in the first third of the season will come back and haunt them at the end. What say you? I agree with you 150% on that. Well, thank you for the call. Okay, well, Shaler did win a game recently. They won on October 5th at Armstrong. They won three games this year. For Shaler, that's pretty damn impressive. Was that the last time they played? I'm at this website that, okay, they lost to, Ma- wait, this website, this Max Preps, it is so tough to, to access and figure out what's going on. Let's see here. They played Penn Hills. They played Penn Hills on the 12th, and that result, oh, they lost 52-7. to Okay, back on track. Let's go to uh, Rick and Dormont. Rick, you're on with Double M. Hey, Mark. Um, you talked about uh, Ben preferring the tight end, and I, early on in his career, he I think there were some complaints that the wide receivers weren't tall enough for him. Uh, well, no, Ben, ben always are. wanted at least one big target, and and now the tight ends, you know, Vance McDonald and Jesse James, or for that matter, Xavier Grimble are three pretty big guys. And when I say prefer, I'm not saying Ben, you know, likes those guys and wants them to get numbers at say AB's expense, but. You said it. He likes big targets, and and a number of them have been getting open, haven't they? Right, and I think that's why Hunter's still on the team. Uh, honestly, I think Ben likes him in practice. So I think Hun- I think Hunter's on the team to set picks in crucial situations. Uh, ben really likes Vance McDonald, and so do I. When he's healthy, he's excellent. Let's go to our good friend. He is the Hebrew hammer, Hammer Yakshamash. Yakshamash. Uh, hey, first, that Kegger, he's a good dude, man. No, F Give him. him some run. You don't hey, even know second. him. I bet he's a good dude, though. But you don't hey, know uh, him. Admit you don't know him. I don't know him. There you go. What do you got? Hey, if uh, Tyler Boyd and James Conner played for Pitt football now, would Pitt be good? No, the blowhard coach would still find a way to lose. That aside, though, would the would that really help? Yeah, it would help a lot. They're really good. They did yeah, really good at Pitt, too, didn't they? They were good at Pitt, but I always wonder how good a pro would be if you put them back a couple years in college. Oh, you, like, you mean if you put them in the college game as they are right now? Yes. I like, think they'd they, be would, really good, bro. How could you assume like, otherwise? They're that much bigger, that much stronger, that much more experienced. Oh, I mean, I, I kind of agree. I just... It's pretty bad, though, so I just didn't know if it would help them that much. Yeah, when you have uh, Pickett throwing to Boyd, that might uh, devalue Boyd a little bit, correct? Probably. So Connor would probably get a lot of uh, a lot of carries. And I wonder if Bell, if he would come back, I wonder if that would hurt. Come back and play for Pitt? Yeah. So you're proposing that Connor and Boyd go play for Pitt again, and then Bell ends his holdout not to play for the Steelers but to play for Pitt? Yeah. I think that's a great idea. Yuck so much. Whammy. It's time not to ask Mark anything. 412 Since I didn't go to Vegas, 
by way of Ozzy Osbourne having canceled. I decided to eat at restaurants in Pittsburgh this past weekend, similar to where I would have eaten in Vegas. So I ate the Super Genius Burger at Chipino. Friday night it was excellent. Saturday morning I went to Waffles Incaffeinated in Wexford and had their Mega Berry Waffle, and it was delightful, yes. And then uh, Saturday night I went to Monticello's on Babcock Boulevard. I was going to call Ala Familia, and I'm going to go there sooner or later, but I wanted to watch the Penguin game. And I could sit in the bar at, at Monticello's and have great Italian food and watch the Penguin game, which I did. So I had a very nice time. Their veal parmesan was was the best veal I've had at Monticello's ever. I don't know what they did different, but it was it's always good, but it was really unbelievable this time. And then yesterday I was so stuffed from the previous two days that I didn't eat it all till dinner, but then I went to Tejas de Brazil, the Brazilian steakhouse in in uh, Station Square, and it was just unbelievable. Uh, my favorite thing I had, the first time I've had it at one of those places, Jalapeno stuffed with cream cheese and wrapped in bacon. Unbelievable. So not not a bad weekend. Wish I would have seen Ozzy, but still. Hopefully they'll reschedule that show at a time I can make it. Okay, now it's time to ask Mark anything. Ask me anything you like about anything you like. Well, let's take this call real quick. Adam in the car. Adam, you're on with Double M. Mark, how are you? Good. What's up? None. Uh, if Lev Bell comes back to the Steelers, the way they are playing right now, what do you think they should do with them? You see, and this betray. You see, I don't want him back because I think I mean, Connor has, has established that he can do the job, albeit in a small sample. But but he's done better than I thought he would. I don't have total trust in him, but I have more trust in Connor to play as he's been playing than I do in Bell to be invested in the team like he needs to be, which I, I guarantee he won't be. I guarantee Lev Bell will not be invested in this team like he needs to be. He'll come and screw around. Might not look like screwing around, but he won't give a million percent, like James Conner clearly is. But if Bell did come back, the minute he's fit, he has to start and be the workhorse because there's zero point in bringing that guy back and paying him what you'd be paying him, and have him split time nearly by any percentage with James Conner. What do you think? My opinion, if they was to bring him back, and yes, he would be the starter, obviously. However, don't you think they should teach him a little bit more about teamwork and use him a little bit more on the blocking schemes? on the for, for, Well, no, he blocks well. He picks up blitz as well. That's not a problem. The guy's leaving at the end of the season no matter what. You're not bringing him back to teach him lessons. You're bringing him back to get the most you can out of him before he walks. Okay, now it's time to ask Mark anything. Dial 412-333-WXDX and ask Mark anything. 105.90X. Eric Madden. Hey, Mark. How you doing, brother? Hey, double M. Thanks for taking the call. Getting the fast lane, Grandma. I'm ready to go to Tim Hortons for some fat-free donuts. The X at 105.9. Double M on the X. Time to ask Mark anything brought to you by Chipino Restaurant Cigar Bar. Thanks to Chipino's. I had a great time there for dinner Friday night. It's the city's best seafood in Chapa, so check out Chipino in the strip. Uh, Adam Schefter of ESPN is now reporting that a source tells him that 
Le'Veon Bell will report to the Steelers sometime this week. It's always later. It's always the next day, tomorrow, or the next week. Maybe Friday. It's always later. I'll believe it when I see it. I don't know what his angle is not reporting Monday, the week he told ESPN he would report, but uh, I feel like the Steelers would be better off if Bell never played for them again. And if he does play for them again, I bet it doesn't go well and it ends bad. Not that it would end great right now if he never played for them again, but uh, I think the Steelers need to make their situation more manageable. They're getting there in that regard. The team is rallying. It's playing better. And all that could be blown to excrement when you drop Hurricane Bell in the middle of a situation that right now, anyway, is calm. Let's go to Doug in Polish Hill. Doug, ask Mark anything. Hey, Mark, if you had played in the NHL, you got to pick a position. <laughs> Hopefully, Doug, you know, really did come to some harm because I'd hate to waste a good scream like that. If I were to play a position in the NHL, I'd play wing. You don't really have to play defense. I mean, you're supposed to. I didn't really like in deck hockey. I would play wing and play exactly like I did in deck hockey and score a ton exactly like I did in deck hockey. I was very Kessel-esque in deck hockey. Ask anyone who's seen me play. Very Kessel-esque. Let's go to Mike in the car. Mike, ask Mark anything. What's up, Double M? What up, man? Hey, question. What do you think AB cares more about, getting three touchdowns and 100-plus yards in a game or getting the only game-winning touchdown? Oh, the stats. He'd take the stats anytime. You don't think he wants to be like the hero for the moment? He'd take the stat. Well, he was the hero yesterday. Maybe now would be a good time to ask him. But I think uh, if you if you pumped him full of truth serum, he would say he would want the stats. Don't you think? I think in the moment he would like the glory, but I think in the long run he would care more about the stats. That's a good way of putting it. Thank you for the call. By the way, one thing about Ben, and, and I want to you know pump his tires a little bit right now because he won the game yesterday. He was brilliant with the 68-second drill. And uh, one thing about Ben, I have never sensed that Ben's been motivated by anything at all besides winning. Not money, not fame, not stats, just winning. Although I think he cashes the checks. Let's go to uh, Jerry in Millville. Jerry, ask Mark anything. Yo, Double M, what's going on, brother? Hi, Jerry. Not too much. How are you today? Jerry, can we get to the point and not make small talk? Yeah, well, what do you think Kager's going to do when he sees you? Well, if he was in Millville like you, I would. What's Kager going to do when he sees me? Yeah, I'm scared of Kager. I'm scared of a guy named Kager. <laughs> like, like I said on Twitter, I was in four different restaurants this weekend. All people did was shake my hand, take, take pictures with me, ask for my autograph, and tell me how great I am. Twitter and talk show callers, it is a cesspool of cowardice. Pittsburgh loves me. This I know. For the Yinzers, tell me so. Let's go to Kevin on Route 279. Kevin. You're on with Mark. Ask Mark anything. What up, man? What up? So, let me preface it with saying I'm a big Mike Sullivan fan. But so am I. At what point 
I, yeah, top five coach in the NHL in my book. But at what point do you give a little bit of criticism towards his starting goalie having two concussions in practice in less than one calendar year? I don't think that's Mike Sullivan's fault. How is that even remotely Mike Sullivan's fault? Tell the players can't shoot high. Holy Mata hit him in the head nine games, three and six in that span. I mean, okay. I now Mike Sullivan that. can't go out there and block the shots that are shot high. I don't think anybody's shooting high purposefully to hit Murray in the head. But guys need to shoot high to try to score. You know, it's their practice too. True. You can't, you know, if Matt Murray washes out because of injury, it won't be because guys shot high on him. It'll be because he was too brittle. And I don't anticipate that. I'm a Murray fan, and I'm hoping for the best and a quick recovery and a good game from him tomorrow night, but... I don't see how you blame Murray's concussions on coaching. I I think that's stupid. Thank you for the call. Uh, Let's go to Chris in Bergenstein. Chris, ask Mark anything. Hey, Mark, if you were to write an autobiography, what would the name of the book be called and how thick would the book be? Um, I I, I have it down to two choices. I'll let you decide. It would either be My Struggle or My War. I think My War is good. Can I offer one? I, I would go with my struggle, and it would be a pamphlet, like about a 10-page pamphlet. <laughs> All right. What's your suggestion? Don't be a dink. The rise of the sports philosopher in a city. Yeah, of just stupid. Journal. That's too long. It's stupid. My struggle is what it needs to be. Let's go to Andrew in the car. Andrew, ask Mark anything. Who's got the best pierogies in Pittsburgh? I'm not a big pierogi eater, believe it or not. Um, you know what has good pierogies, though? When I, ha- when I have them, I enjoy them. Oh, God, what's that place? The place in Lawrenceville. They do, they do a great Oktoberfest. They have all kinds of weird food items. Does that mean, you know where I'm talking about? Not offhand, no. Well, how can you not? That no. ruins the whole thing. The Church Brew Works. Those are my favorite pierogies in town. Admittedly, I don't eat many, but I like their uh, rattlesnake pierogies. All right. Thank you very much, sir. Let's go to uh, – is John ready? Let's go to John. John, ask Mark anything. Hello, Mark. Yes. So I have a question. Okay. Who's your favorite porn star? It's a dumb question. Goodbye. I think your mom put out a, 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 like a seasoned veterans CD that I really liked. She and the goat had amazing chemistry. That's all there is. There ain't no more. I didn't even get to talk about Tyree Kilby and Beard. He wants the guy arrested. Look at that guy's past. That takes some nerve. 105.90X.